Welcome to Inside Games, the only news channel brave enough to tell you that EA is currently developing Battlefield Bad Company 3. Oh, we've been waiting for so long, Bruce. And finally, we got some exclusive bombs to drop on this channel. Lock that one down. That's going on the trophy shelf. We are staunch journalists here, so we do have to admit we kind of made that up. We didn't kind of. We, we totally made that up. Yeah, it's a, uh, it, it is an educated guess from an industry expert such as myself. Wow, I never called myself an industry expert. It's also just about the only game that could save the Battlefield series at this point. We promise, though, this story isn't purely guesswork. We haven't fallen that far yet. And it starts with an exclusive from Battlefield leaker extraordinaire Tom Henderson. For more details, we turn to our special Battlefield correspondent, Charlotte. What's the word on the Battlefield today? Thank you for turning to me, Charlotte Avery, industry amateur. The word is Battlefield. All the kids can't stop saying it. Battlefield, 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 especially this Henderson fella. And he's got moxie. In the exclusive report for X-Fire, Henderson reports via anonymous sources that teams at DICE have entered pre-production on the next Battlefield game and that, quote, valuable lessons have been learned from the release of Battlefield 2042. Let's hope that the biggest valuable lesson they learned is that the game should be ready for release when you release it. That would be a good place to start. You're right, Bruce. Hopefully. Henderson quotes an anonymous source saying, quote, I think we'll be reverting a lot of the changes we made in Battlefield 2042. Well, hopefully they keep the climate apocalypse. That's really fun. That's in games now. Yeah, this, this should be welcome news, namely the next game not being like 2042 at all. Most of the changes in 2042 people didn't really like. 128 player maps that are just wide and open, so it's just a meat grinder. Uh, the specialist system instead of Battlefield's usual class system. Those weren't warmly received. People just get out there, try their best, and have fun. No one needs to compare numbers. We're beyond that now, right? No, turns out. Henderson reports that Battlefield 2042 was meant to be a foundational installment for future iterations with one developer that recently left DICE describing the next game as a borderline hero shooter. This can work, but there's only one way that it works. You fill up your battle gauge, your 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 field meter or whatever. When it's full, you slap that Q button and then your neck extends out, giving you an ultimate tactical view of the battlefield. That's right. How about a battle guy super that makes everyone else's frame rate drop below 20? Wait a minute, that already exists in Battlefield. <laughs> Guys, we, we're, look, we're joking around. We love Battlefield here, we really, really do. Uh, but also it's because we've been hurt and it's a coping mechanism, so it's both. Apparently, DICE is already swerving away from these plans with future patches for Battlefield 2042, which is also good news. Henderson reports that those that attended a recent playtest for 2042 believe that upcoming updates will more closely connect specialists' roles and player classes, basically moving it closer to classic Battlefield. Yeah, again, uh, more rollbacks. We'd love to see it here. Uh, any other details in that report, Charlotte? Henderson reports that there is still a strong and dedicated team working on salvaging Battlefield 2042, even if a large part of DICE has now moved on to working on the next game. We'll see how that turns out. EA has fixed and salvaged games before. Uh, Henderson also confirms that the next Battlefield will be a modern slash near future setting, so all you American Civil War enthusiasts out there will have to pack the blue, hopefully, costumes away yet again. Beyond that, it's informed speculation about the future of Battlefield 2042. Side story, courtesy of my malfunctioning brain. I actually did go to a Civil War reenactment with my dad, and they did make me a Confederate soldier, but I died right away. I tried my best. The South did not win that day. Okay. Current time, it's 2022. Informed speculation, you say. Well, that sounds like a job for expert YouTube games journalists such as ourselves. So let's talk about the current and future state of Battlefield, including why we think this next Battlefield, it just has to be Bad Company 3. For starters, Battlefield 2042, uh, ain't doing so hot. 
<laughs> at this point, it's just about shaking off whatever players were stubborn enough to hang on for this long, uh, according to Steam player counts. Uh, it's 24-hour peak. Hits under 2,000 players these days. Uh, meanwhile, Battlefield 5 hits 24-hour peaks of 25,000 players, and Battlefield 1 reaches 10,000 players. Although, it does make sense why no one's playing the game. There just hasn't been a reason to come back to it. DICE finally patched in a scoreboard on March 8th. That's four months after the launch of the game, mind you. Even though voiceover IP will have to wait till April. I also like this little addition that Bruce made. You can't see the scoreboard at the end of the match when it matters the most. That's when you're looking. When the match is over and you want to see what had happened. To be fair, they're going to patch that in in the next couple of days. They just released that. That you can see the scoreboard at the end of a match. Anyways, we actually have a bit more waiting to do until the game gets any new content at all. Aside from a handful of skins added in the most recent patch, uh, DICE senior producer Ryan MacArthur posted back in February that the game's first season of content wouldn't start until early summer. Uh, which is a long time to wait, given that the base game didn't have a whole lot going for it in the first place. We need our spirits lifted, much like a snarky comment at the end of a match from a dude with a very punchable face. Well, well, well. That was fun. For the ray of sunshine, we again turn to our Battlefield correspondent, Charlotte. Charlotte, please raise our spirits with some uplifting news. There's got to be a silver lining around here somewhere. Here's one. It seems to be that neither EA nor DICE have taken Battlefield 2042 out behind the shed just yet. In the same post from February, MacArthur obligates DICE to release four seasons of content, four new specialists, and new locations along with them. One of these we did actually get an early glimpse at, thanks to data miner Temporial on Twitter, set in Canada, exposure is apparently going to take, quote, map design to a whole new level. Whoa, that sounds awesome, but the art looks wide and flat, so I'm not sure about that. Okay, well, don't rain on the parade here in the happy news corner, Briss, okay? Well, it's good news for snipers, right? Who doesn't like crouching behind a rock and clicking on heads? No, we never want good news for snipers, literally ever. So for everyone else, uh, it's possible that with a hefty patch that rebalances 2042 back towards classic Battlefield and some content updates, it could come back to life. Even dead game Cyberpunk 2077 experienced a resurgence of players when they released their current gen content update on PC back in February. Now, obviously, for that comparison, Battlefield and Cyberpunk, Battlepunk and Cyberfield. Cyberpunk and Battlefield are very different games and engage players in very different ways, but it is an example of how high-profile content patches can bring players back to check out a game they may have walked away from for a while. Yeah, well, uh, EA and DICE have largely burned through whatever goodwill they may have earned with Battlefield 2042, which was zero. Uh, there is still one brand that's still ripe for exploitation, and that's Bad Company. That's right. Yeah, we predict, solidly predict, that the next game from DICE will be Battlefield Bad Company 3 for a few reasons. What are some of those, Charlotte? Yeah, so the biggest of those reasons is that Respawn Entertainment CEO Vince Zampella is now also the head of the Battlefield franchise as of a restructuring last December reported by GameSpot. The second biggest reason is that they have no other options. So Zampella oversaw the development of Titanfall 1 and 2 at Respawn Entertainment, a franchise that stumbled out of the gate by not including any kind of story-based single-player campaign like Battlefield 2042. Meanwhile, Bad Company is a uniquely story-focused Battlefield franchise and has enjoyed long-lasting fandom because of the single-player campaign. Zampella even stated that the whole reason for including a campaign in Titanfall 2 was to, quote, expand our player base in an interview with Rolling Stone in 2016. It is tempting to compare the situations directly, and we may have given into that temptation. And Zampella will give Battlefield Bad Company 3 the Titanfall 2 treatment, which would be amazing. A Titanfall 2 is an incredible campaign, and it worked. It got me into the multiplayer. Although, and this is the part that I hate 
because I started going through it and I was like, fuck, there's, a, there's actually a more compelling argument here. If we're being honest with ourselves and with you, it's not like Titanfall 2's campaign made it a runaway success, really. Although it should have, goddammit, everyone should buy and play that game. Neither EA nor Respawn ever shared any sales numbers for the game, meaning they probably didn't blow anyone away. Analysts put it at around 4 million, which is... It's passable, but not great. Certainly not a success for a AAA shooter. Yeah, but then uh, Respawn Entertainment did the impossible. They converted an existing AAA shooter franchise into a surprise free-to-play service game with Apex Legends, which could be a huge and amazing template for Bad Company 3 if EA decides they want to go free-to-play. That seems to be the whole mystery, though. According to GameSpot's report, EA wants Battlefield to become a whole universe that, quote, will seemingly span multiple games and offerings, and it'll be developed by multiple studios in both North America and Europe. That sounds like they don't want the franchise to concentrate in one free-to-play service game, uh, which is, I guess, what I assume would happen if they decide to make Battlefield free-to-play. It's just this now. I mean, Call of Duty still has free-to-play and it's $60 shooters right next to it, so maybe that's the dance they're going for. It's hard to tell at this point. What do they want, though? I mean, does that mean Bad Company 3 will be an Apex-style free-to-play shooter? Will it be a Titanfall 2-style hybrid with a narrative campaign that crosses over into multiplayer with the story characters becoming the player classes? It's kind of like Bad Company 2. Uh, or all of the above campaign, paid, multiplayer, free-to-play products uh, coming out of different studios. Charlotte, what do you think? I mean, I, I haven't played any of the Bad Company games, but uh, <laughs> I <laughs> ideally... Uh, a blend of story and maybe free-to-play mechanics would be best, but I don't know if I trust EA to do that without going straight for the player uh, wallet because time and time again, they have not been trusted with their own franchises and, and constantly go go that way. So, I mean, I personally, I was partial to the Battlefield 1 style with the vignette storytelling, um, which was a really great way of showing you all the different uh, sort of arenas you could play in in multiplayer. I, I would like something like that. I just, oh, also not something too long. I I'm, I'm a quality over quantity kind of gal. <laughs> I, I agree with Charlotte. I think, I think Battlefield 1's vignette style not only was a really cool storytelling device, but it also managed to work in a lot of the grander scale mechanics of Battlefield multiplayer into the single player campaign. You were in these large arenas and you could, you know, steal vehicles, uh, run and gun, you could snipe, like you actually had your kind of open environment approaches to getting into enemy camps and satisfying your objectives. Imagining that combined with the storytelling panache of Titanfall 2, which is, you know, more like a Half-Life hallway kind of game, but not quite. Somehow hybridizing those two is really appealing. Maybe you have arena sections and then more tightly controlled or tightly scripted narrative sections where you introduce and familiarize yourself with a cast of characters that then become the classes in multiplayer. I don't know, uh, that would endear me a lot to those characters a lot more than I'm endeared to any of the characters in 2049, mostly they, or 2042. Mostly they just say annoying things and I roll my eyes at them at the end of the match. And it de definitely doesn't like make me care about skins or anything like that with a given character, but if I have a tender moment and a tender journey, then I will care if I get a cool little battle hat. For my my special little guy for the multiplayer though i have to admit my i'm a simple guy 20 2042 is actually pretty close to what i want out of a battlefield game which is basically battlefield 4. i want the spectacle i want the big dumb explosions that i can look at every round and go wah right before i get domed from some sniper across the map and this is just for me this is just for me but i want a battlefield game where i can fly i want to fly planes but 
a month into any Battlefield game and there's already dudes with Hotas sticks and aviators sitting at their computers that have a geodesic dome of 20 monitors and they're out there like just tearing, all they do is live for the fucking planes, man, and they just blast me out of the sky immediately. I don't know if there's any way mechanically to make it viable for a dumb dipshit like me with an Xbox controller to stay in the sky for more than 30 seconds, but I would appreciate it. Two words for you, Lawrence, get good. Either way, making Bad Company 3 is really the only card that EA has left to play here. Uh, we really can't see them making anything else. Uh, they've got to do a hybrid uh, just like they did with Bad Company 2, but then they also have to add a free-to-play. I've been saying this for years about Battlefield. They've got to do the uh, single-player campaign Bad Company 3. They've got to just do normal Battlefield multiplayer with Bad Company 3. And then a few months later, they got to release their free-to-play based on Bad Company 3. Whatever engine they're going to use, whatever classes they're going to pull from that uh, single-player campaign of Bad Company 3, it's got to be free-to-play. And uh, I can't believe they haven't done it already. So... Mark my words, I think they're going to do all three of those things in 2023. I mean, Zampella has done all those things successfully, right? In sequence. So if anyone's if anyone's going to oversee it and make sure it's done well, it's going to be him. Or, hear me out, Battlefield 1, 2. Somebody. Given that we started late in March, I have a handful of names to read here. I just want you to know, from the bottom of my heart, the deepest bottom. Kyle Smith, Clayton Ganger, Regulus, Spirit Bear, Tony Varela, Mark Fletcher, Andrew Countryman, Izzy, Xander, Jacob, Brian Costner, and Everyday Brian, Maurice Thompson, and Jambers87. Thank you all very, very much for your support, and I look forward to reading your name next month.